We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. I am Scott Jensted, joined on Fridays by Ryan Belongi. Did I say it right, Ryan? Yeah, Belongi. Belongi. I, I in my head I Belongi or Belongi. I knew it was I knew it was right there, but I just by yeah, uh, by by week fourteen, I promised to get it right. <laughs> we uh, okay. we are sponsored by WinBet. We appreciate them for their sponsorship on uh, on Rotowire's podcast all year long. Um, Ryan, how are you? It's uh, it's week seven. I don't know how we got here so fast, but here we are. Yeah, I, I'm doing good. Um, just real quick to touch on last week. I think it yeah. was uh, the, the worst Sunday I've had so far for NFL DFS. Uh, I made a few mistakes that I think will be important for this week and going forward. The first, uh, just real quickly, want to apologize to anyone who read my DraftKings article last <laughs> week because... I recommended to fade Cooper Cup, and he turned out to be the best receiver play on the slate. Um, my thinking was that, and I think a lot of people think this way, you want, when, when you roster an expensive receiver, you want them to be passing in the fourth quarter and still playing up-tempo in the fourth quarter. And I was worried that they would slow it down and be running the ball. A game wouldn't be competitive. Um, you know, we, we want to run our expensive receivers back with someone from the other game. And I didn't want to do that with the giants last week. So it all just kind of led me to fade cup, but that's a mistake because guys like that can, you know, put up 30 points in the first half. Um, And so it relates to this week because we have three games like that this week, which we'll get into. Um, One last thing about last week, another mistake I made was just jamming Kareem hunt. Um, We got the news that Chubb was out. Everybody was on hunt and rightfully so, but it was a bit different than the week before when we had uh, Alexander Madison pop up because for one, we just knew he was going to step right into the Dalvin Cook role. And two, there wasn't that many great running backs on the slate. Whereas last week we had about 10 that were, you know, above average to really good plays. So it just, it didn't make sense to jam in hunt like that when there's so many other options and you know, Hunt's going to be the highest owned. So I, I kind of, I deserve to get crushed last week and hopefully, uh, hopefully we can do better this week. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's DFS. You're going to have weeks that are that are rough. And you know, I did uh, I did all right uh, on DraftKings, and I got smoked on FanDuel. I don't remember what the difference was. I think that uh, quarterback was tough for me last week. I had some. I had a lot of Lamar Jackson, and you know they won and won easily. But it's a weird week where you know Bell and Freeman scored early, and you're like, oh, well, all of a sudden. And Lat- I think Latavius scored really early too before he got hurt. And then like they have a big lead, and Lamar hasn't done anything to get in that lead. So it was like a weird situation. Then like Mahomes had no touchdowns going to the two minute warning. Uh, Justin Herbert got smoked. It was a weird week. There was a moment early on where all three of those guys had no touchdowns with like, and it was like an hour into the games and a bunch of weird names of scores. So it was it was kind of a weird week. Um, my Joe Burrow team did really well, so that one that one worked out. Not really well, but at least at least cash. So that one worked out uh, well at least. But uh, yeah, good segue with Cup into into this week. Um, we have three. Uh, we only have ten games on the slate. We have uh, we have six teams on buy, and they're they're big teams too. Like especially at running back, the buys really really mess with uh, with DFS and you know season long fantasy. Obviously, this week a lot of people have been talking about that. Um, but we have three games with huge spreads. We'll hit those first. We have the uh, the Rams are favored by sixteen over Detroit. Um, Tampa's favored by twelve over Chicago, and Arizona's favored by seventeen and a half. We you, over Houston. You don't see many 17 and a halfs in the NFL, especially this early on. Usually it's like later on teams where guys are hurt and teams are tanking and you see that. But uh, how are you, uh, you know, with the, with the, what you said about Cup earlier, are you, uh, how are you feeling about this game? Because obviously we, 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 the concern we have is that, you know, it's, it's 27 to six at halftime and, you know, Stafford and Kyler Murray and Tom Brady are just uh, kind of handing the ball off for a whole half. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have, you know, Usually I don't like to play these games with huge spreads, you know, for, for what we've spoke about before, but um, this week, I think I'm going to be on some of them at least Um, for two reasons. You you don't, you you don't need to, um, we get too concerned sometimes with running it back the other direction. And I I don't think you need to in any of these games. Um, There, there are some spots to do it though. um, so, So you can, but um, I'm going to have some stacks that are just just the favorite. Um, and I think you can go bigger stacks, too, because, you know, all the quarterbacks in that game have four or five touchdown upside. So you can even stack them with two, three receivers if you throw a cheap one in or a cheap tight end in. Yeah. Um, yeah so I have a lot of interest in this in these games specifically. Probably the most would be the Rams Lions um, game because that game has the biggest offensive line defensive line mismatch of all the games on the slate i think that's um important to look to it 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 makes henderson look really good uh the passing game already looks really good and i think the rams out of all three of these teams well actually i know they do they, they play faster and they throw the ball into the fourth quarter um so yeah i I prefer the Rams, but I think you can go to all three of these teams. And I think uh, they won't be quite as popular as you might expect because people like to avoid these big spreads and they like to avoid these bad teams. But especially on, you know, a little smaller slate, like a 10 game slate, there might be only, you know, one, two, three games that go off. And these are these have a very high likelihood to do that. So I think you want to have some exposure. Yeah, and it's uh, so we talked about those three games. There's there's ten games on slate, six early, four late. Um, we mentioned the bye weeks: uh, Dallas, Jacksonville, Buffalo, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and the Chargers. And it really hits on on running backs. I mean, that's James Robinson, 
uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, uh, Najee Harris, Austin Eckler. Like that's a lot of names that uh, that are off the board. So that's uh, it, it really changes the running back uh, the running back scenario this week. Uh, primetime games that are off the slate. We had uh, Denver and Cleveland last night. The D. Ernest Johnson show is it'll forever be known. Um, Indy and the 49ers apparently playing in a in a monsoon in the Bay Area on Sunday night. It should be an, an interesting game. Uh, and then the Saints and the Seahawks. We get another Seahawks uh, primetime game. Obviously, the team, network's not knowing that Russell Wilson was not going to be playing. Um, so those teams will be off the slate. Um, it's interesting. We only have we only have a couple of low totals and a couple of high totals this week, but we have a really, really, really high total. We have a, a 57 and a half in Tennessee, the Chiefs in Tennessee, and then the Rams in Detroit, you mentioned it's 50 and a half. Uh, I gotta think this Chiefs Tennessee game is going to get a lot of eyeballs on a lot of DFS players. Yeah, and uh, I think it should. It's tough to avoid. I think the I think it's the biggest total we've seen this season. I think so too. Um it's another game where there's a big uh, mismatch between Kansas City's offensive line and Tennessee's defensive line. So Kansas City should just be able to do whatever they want. And we've seen that their defense can't really stop anybody either. And, you know, there's just there's players on both sides that we love to roster uh, everybody on KC. And then, you know, Derrick Henry, I, I don't know what else you can say about him. He's been unbelievable. Um AJ Brown's in a really good spot, assuming he's healthy. His salaries come down. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- this game, it's it's clearly the best game. I would say uh, it will be popular, but that's okay. Um, you can get different in other places uh, in your lineups. I- I'm gonna be playing this game. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think so too. It jumps off the page. I think kind of how you play it, and I'm going to get to that in one second, is the most interesting part of it. I think that uh, with the running backs I just listed that are out, um, the Derrick Henry question kind of leads off everything. But I'm going to get there in one second. Um, a couple of low total games. Uh, we have a couple really low. We have uh, Carolina and the Giants at 43. Um, you know, kind of a, a a struggling quarterback battle there between um, Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones. And then we have the Jets in New England. It seems like the Jets and New England are always down here this year, 42 and a half. Um, you know, they, they already played once this year, and, uh, and Zach Wilson had four picks against uh, New England. We've talked uh, many, many, many moons about Bill Belichick and his rookie quarterback, so not surprising that that is a, that is a low total there. But um, let's jump into um, kind of the uh, the guys who are going to be popular, kind of the, op- the optimal guys, the cash lineup guys we're going to see in a lot, of, uh, a lot of cornerstones of lineups. I guess my first question for you, and I'm, I'm actually going to jump. Usually I start at quarterback, but I'm going to jump down to running back. I think the first question you got to ask when before you fill out any lineup this week is, is is it a Derrick Henry lineup? He is we talked about all the running backs that are out. Like it's like that whole second tier of running backs is out. Like you got you've got uh you've pretty much got Aaron Jones in that in that tier, and then it goes down. I think there's a lot of people are gonna play uh Henry and then a bunch of guys in the six thousand, maybe the high fives. Um, how are you on Derrick Henry this week? I mean, there's nobody Aaron Jones is the only guy on DraftKings between ninety two hundred and sixty seven hundred. That's uh Actually, 66 because Barkley's not going to play. So that's Derrick Henry down at Darrell Henderson. It, it's a huge gap. Um, what are you doing with Henry on your teams this week? Yeah, um, so it's a it's a huge drop. You're right. Um, yeah. It's I've gone back and forth on this. Um, I don't think you need to to roster Henry in cash games. Of course you can. He's the top play on the slate, but. He's 9,200, so he's going to have to have a big game to pay that off. And more importantly, we don't necessarily have the cheap value that we've had before. I don't see guys in other positions, you know, in the 3K range necessarily that there might be one at tight end. You know, there might be one or two mid-range wide receivers. We don't have the four 
5K running backs yep. that we had or even low, low 5K running backs that we've had. Um, so you can roster Henry, but it makes your lineup look quite a bit worse. Um, you might have to pay down at quarterback. Um, you might have to pay down at a receiver spot. You'll definitely have to pay down at tight end, which is okay. Um, the nice thing about having Henry on your lineup is that he can bail you out when he goes for, you know, 35, 40, he can bail out bad lineups. Um, I guess I'm a little worried about the game script there. If, if they get down there, there's a chance that they could abandon the run a little bit. Um, and yeah, nine two is expensive. So I guess I, I wish I had a more definitive answer. I think you can play him right now. I'm leaning towards not playing him, but we we might get an injury or two that uh, could open up yeah. uh, a, a, a cheap guy. And then if I can afford him, I will. But that's kind yeah. of up in the air. I was going to ask you about game script because they're not a team that abandons the run easily. But I mean, if they get down twenty-one to three, you kind of have no choice at that point. And I mean, the Chiefs are allowing four point eight yards per carry. It's not like their defense is shutting people down. But you know, Mahomes can score quick. You you get a turnover, a couple punts in there, and all of a sudden you're looking up and it's twenty-four to three. So uh, he's a tough call, and he, he kind of determines the rest of your lineup. I don't think you can set the rest of your lineup until you until you decide. Like if you're doing a, a bunch of tournament lineups, like you know, either they're Henry lineups or they're not. You can you can you can mix and match them. But you, the first thing you got to decide is those because it's just such a big price difference. But um, of those cheaper running backs, we're going to talk about a bunch of mid-range guys a little bit later. But uh, if we're talking about like a cash lineup optimal, you know, who's going to be the high percentage play? Um, I think Darrell Henderson sticks out in the in that in those 6,000 range. He's 6,600. We mentioned they played Detroit. Like if you want to talk about game script, I mean, this is perfect. He had 23 touches last week. He has five touchdowns in six weeks. He's clearly the guy in that backfield. You know, they'll mix in some other guys, but he clearly is the one that's uh, getting a large majority of the touches. Detroit's allowed 12 touchdowns to running backs, the worst in the NFL. Like this is a, this is just a prime, prime matchup. Yeah. um, I'm glad to hear we're on the same page. I think, I think Henderson is probably the first running back in my cash lineup for, for all the reasons you said. It's just such a mismatch. He's been so consistent. Uh, he'll have plenty of chances to score touchdowns. Caught a nice touchdown pass last week. Yeah, uh, he seems the safest. Um, everything going for him. So, yeah, I agree. Um, Henderson Henderson's in my cash lineup almost for sure. Yeah, I think that uh, I think you won't be the only one for sure. But the thing that helps the, his roster ship a little bit is that there's a lot of guys in the six thousands that we'll get to. So there's a lot of choices. Um, you, and if you don't go Henry, you're probably going two guys in that in that range. So it's uh, it's an interesting little range. Uh, but let's talk about quarterbacks real quick. Um, you know, the two obvious guys kind of jump off the page again. It's Pat, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Uh, Mahomes is eighty four hundred on DraftKings. Lamar Jackson seventy four hundred. Uh, Mahomes had a little bit of a slow start last week, and then you look up and he had 397 and two touchdowns, 47 passes thrown. So, like we talked about, no touchdowns early, but he racked up the yards. Um, he had 25. He has 25 rushing yards or more the last four weeks too. It's a little uh, quiet, sneaky thing Mahomes has done. He's actually rushed for a, little, a few more yards than we expect. You know, we always know he can do that, but some weeks he just doesn't need to. But the way defense has been playing him, kind of that uh, that big kind of umbrella zone. I mean, those those pockets in the middle of the field are there. He has multiple touchdowns every week, uh, only four the last two weeks, but you know, still multiple touchdowns every every game. Uh, Detroit, Tennessee's allowed 270 plus passing yards in five of six weeks. Like um, everything lines up for Mahomes to be to be to be quite huge this week. Yeah, uh, if if salary wasn't involved, Mahomes yeah. would definitely be the top quarterback on the board for me. Um, I think you can go there in cash. Um, 
again, though, 8,400, it, it does hurt the rest of your lineup a little bit. And, and Lamar's a thousand cheaper. Yeah, and it's a big chunk. With, it's a big chunk. Uh, yeah, with, with, with the, I don't like him as much as Mahomes. I mean, it's a better game environment for Mahomes, but, but the salary savings is nice. And, and Lamar's got that rushing upside. I think, you know, I was on Lamar last week, as a lot of people were. I think we got pretty unlucky. You know, as you mentioned, yeah. Latavius, Le'Veon Bell, Freeman, they all scored touchdowns. The Ravens basically played too well. Um, so I'm leaning towards Lamar in cash um, just, to, just to save the thousand. Um, if they were equal, I'd, I'd, I'd roster Mahomes, but I'll save the thousand and go with Lamar. Yeah, and Lamar's been a little bit weird. Like, he had that huge blow-up game on, I think it was Monday night, where he had the four touchdown passes. He's only had two weeks where he was a quarterback one. Um, he only has more than two touchdowns, I think, in passing in one game. Um, actually, I think he only has more than one passing touchdown in, in, in one game, and that was the big four one. But, you know, the floor is just so huge. Just 50-plus rushing yards is five out of six. Like, that's just like adding an extra touchdown to start the game. It's just it's such a huge edge. Um, and this is a game that they're playing at home against Cincinnati. You'd think that – um, Cincinnati might be able to come back, although you know their, their defense absolutely shut down Justin Herbert last week. It was really impressive, but I think the thousand dollars savings is, is what you mentioned is the key there. I think a lot of people will just be like, "Oh, well, I'll just take Lamar for you know a thousand less than Mahomes, eleven hundred less than Kyler Murray, uh, both on both the teams on games that you know have decent hot side spreads." Obviously, Arizona's is way bigger than Kansas City's, but you could see the you could see the uh, the Baltimore Cincinnati game maybe get a little back and forth uh, depending on how Baltimore's defense plays. But I think a lot of people are going to go that that salary savings there, but. Um, with with receiver, is there like an expensive receiver you think is kind of the the automatic go to this week? I think it's probably going to be Tyreek Hill for a lot of people. He's eighty six hundred though. He is fully fully priced. Um, you know, him and Devontae Adams are kind of always the two guys. But I think Cooper Cup joins that discussion now. He's eighty four hundred. He's finally fully priced now. So like the the Cooper Cup in the seven thousands is is gone for a while. Um, of those three top guys, is there one that sticks out to you? Like oh, that's going to get him putting in cash lineups. Everybody's going to have him. Um, is there anybody like in that top three that you think is like really sticks out from the others? And that's such a tough question. I mean, it is. I mean, and the answer is probably no. It's probably that they're all yeah. really good. But is there one that is there one that you really find yourself kind of leaning towards if you're playing a guy up here in the eight thousands? Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to play one of these guys in cash because there's so many good receivers in the six K range. Yeah. Um, if I was going to. Yeah, I don't know. My answer would have always just been Devante, just always Devante. And, you know, it's still it still probably would be. I guess I really like Tyreek for tournaments, but the health scares me a bit. I mean, he's he's been standing on the sidelines quite a bit, you know, taking taking plays off. Um, it's not like that big of a worry, but, you know, he's seen at least 12 targets in three straight weeks. But yeah. for cash. I don't know. I, I get it. If you want to be a little safer, Cooper cup. Yeah. 8,400. You know, I mentioned just an awful fade by me last week, but you know, this he's, he's turning into like a Devante Adams type. So I, I, I think the price makes sense. Just the, the way they use him. He, he looks so much better with Stafford. Uh, so I think you can go to any of these guys again. I don't think I'm going to pay up at receiver. If I had to pick for cash, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, honestly. Do, do you have a lean? Um, I think mine is Devontae for kind of the, the reason you laid out, just because he's Devontae Adams. And, you know, he was a little light last week. He only had five targets, and he had, uh, I think he had four catches. I actually like um, – I kind of like a Rodgers-Adams stack Well, as we get to tournaments. I, I do like that play. The Washington football team defense has been – 
absolutely, utterly abysmal so far. But uh, I think I go there. I mean, if Tyreek is obviously so tempting, and if I have a Mahomes, uh, you know, lineup with in a tournament, obviously I, I'm going to consider that. But um, if I had to play one of the three, I think I go just go Devontae and, and call it a day. It's just so consistently good, consistently targeted. Um, you know, I think I think Green Bay has 16 offensive touchdowns. Rodgers has thrown for 14 of those. Like they have a huge disparity in passing versus rushing, which they always do because Rodgers gets inside the five and. It changes plays to, to pass plays. They had a couple of those Aaron Jones, like little shuffle passes that, uh, that work too. So it kind of um, adds to his stats. They just like to throw the ball in there. It's just, I think, I think you can't go wrong with any of the three of them, but I think I'd probably lead Devontae. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, you convinced me. I, I, I um, there's also a thing where when Devontae has a down week, he, he almost always comes yeah. back and smashes. I mean, it, you just see, see it happen all the time. And, you know, I know some, Rogers likes to get Devante stats. It's like, it's like a weird thing, oh, yeah. but you can tell that, that he likes to pad Devante stats. He likes to pad his own stats even, yep. which is why, why I like uh, rostering Devante. You know, they, they use him as a goal line uh, threat too. Yep. So yeah, I, I would lean Devante too when he's uh, priced this closely to the other guys. Before we get to a, a couple other receivers that we think can be popular and some tight ends, uh, a note from our sponsors at WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire. It's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fancy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's, WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slot to try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all Rotowire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Got your happy price, price line. Um, Ryan, we'll get into, into mid-range receivers in a bit as we talk like tournaments and stuff. But um, you mentioned the name already that I think sticks way out in this range. A lot of it's due to price. A lot of it's due to game script, uh, you know, the over-under. Uh, A.J. Brown at 6,300. Coming off that second half uh, last week, he played really well. He was he had the food poisoning from Chipotle. He aired them out on, on Monday talking about where he ate with the food poisoning. Um, but uh, nine, uh, seven for 91 on nine targets last week. Uh, no Julio Jones. It sounds like he he tweaked his hamstring again in practice. Um, the Chiefs played uh, Terry McLaurin well last week, but they've allowed 110 plus yards to three different wide receivers already this year. Um, you got to think that Tennessee is going to have to throw the ball some in the second half. I know they usually don't like to, but I think they will here. And they had to a little bit last week. We talked about, uh, you know, Brown went off just the price tag here and the name brand and the game script and the total. I think it's going to a lot of AJ Brown uh, roster ship this week. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, don't really have anything to add to that. You, you said it perfect. The, the salary is cheaper than we normally see for for Brown. He looked great last week in the second half. They're probably going to be have, having to throw the ball a lot. Yeah, I love AJ Brown. So let's uh, let's actually jump into some stacks. We'll hit tight ends in a little bit. But uh, so if you're stacking quarterback and receiver this week, uh, is there a place you're going automatically right away? Do you have a couple options? Where are you uh, where are you kind of starting off a, a tournament team and, and how you're stacking your quarterback and receiver this week? Yeah. Um, so other than the the Chiefs Titans game that that we mentioned, I'm still kind of up in the air. A lot of times on Friday, I I have like a definitive path where I'm going to go. Um, some ideas out of those high um, spread games, I like the Rams 33 point total. Um, we saw what they did last week. I think it could be something similar. It's just, it's such a mismatch. The The Lions, you know, they look like they're ready to fall apart. You know, I, yeah. I touted uh, Dan Campbell and, and the Lions, you know, maybe playing well, but yeah, I, I think this could be uh, a blowout. Um, well, it's supposed to be a blowout, yeah. but I mean, like the, Ra- the Rams are really, really good too. They're yeah. Just kinda, they come at you from all angles too. I mean, they, they, they kind of started slow as we get to the giants. Then you looked up and it was like 28 to three in a second. So, yeah. So as far as stacks and then the lions have some guys you can run it back with like Swift actually looks pretty good this, this week because he, he just gets so many targets and catches so many balls and yeah. that's going to be happening again. Um, we talked a little bit about. Amon Ra St. Brown, and he didn't do great last week, but I think he still had seven targets. He's still seeing the targets and, and he's still cheap. So I think you can run back. Um, you can run back Ram stacks with either Brown or Swift. Um, and I, I like, I could be on the Tampa Bay stack also. Um, and it, it really has to do with Antonio Brown. You know, a lot of the reasons I don't like going to Tampa Bay is because it's tough to decide on the receivers, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what happens with Brown in practice today. But if, yeah. if Antonio Brown's out, I think the Bucks stack looks great with uh, Mike Evans and, and Godwin, who, you know, we never see under six K he's 5,900. That's, that's oh. a great price, you know, for, we're used to seeing Godwin as the most expensive of the three Tampa wide receivers. At least he was uh, towards the end of last season. 5,900 looks good already, but it would look amazing if Antonio Brown's out. Um, does Brown does Brown have to sit for you to, to do that? No. So, uh, yeah, no. It, w- it would just make me like it a lot more yeah. because you, you sort of know what to do. If Brown doesn't sit, 
all these guys, they still have, uh, you know, affordable salaries. Um, even Evans is cheap. He's been catching a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. It's just, it's just tougher to decide. It is. Um, and they, I mean, it's weird because Brown plays a few less snaps than the other guys, but it sure seems like Brady loves throwing to Antonio Brown and Brown looks fast. He kind of looks like old Pittsburgh fast when he was, uh, you know, he'd catch the ball and just be gone. And, um, it's hard to get away from Antonio fall three play, but I agree with you. If he doesn't, I mean, Godwin, it, it's 59. I, I, I didn't think at week one after he was nine for one Oh five, a touchdown, we'd ever see Chris Godwin under 6,000 this year. Right. And you know, you know, that's a good point about Antonio. Uh, I think if he plays, I would be on him. You know, yeah, I, I might too. like him more than any of the other Tampa wide receivers for for what you said. I I saw a stat. I don't remember the exact stat, but it had to do with the separation that Antonio Brown's been getting, and it, it's just crazy. Yeah, uh, he's clearly been Brady's favorite target, and he looks just as good as he did in Pittsburgh. So with that uh, with that Chiefs Tennessee game, um, if you were going to be like, how do I play this a little differently? Uh, maybe I think that uh, the Chiefs are going to jump up and get a lead early. Um, how do you feel about a – we talked about A.J. Brown. How do you feel about uh, pairing A.J. Brown with Ryan Tannehill, who has not been great? Uh, you know, he's not uh, in, in the same you know, efficiency he was last year. He's 6,400, though. You can you can get like a Tannehill with Brown, then you can play Kelsey or Tyreek Hill coming back the other way. Um, some nice leverage off all the Derrick Henry plays. We talked about how expensive he is, but a lot of people would click on his name first, especially with all the running backs missing. The Chiefs are allowing 8.4 uh, YPA this year. They, they've been getting uh, getting stung on defense. How do you feel about a, a Tannehill-Brown stack this week? Yeah, I'm I'm okay with a Tannehill-Brown stack, especially because I don't think people are going to roster Tannehill. Yeah. Um, he's just he's sort of in the price range where – People are either going to pay up or or go down, and he's just not a guy that people like to play. But I like it in this spot. Yeah, if if Tennessee's going to hang around, he's going to have to have a big game, and yep. he he runs a little bit too, um, which is nice. So yeah, I really like that because you know saving the two thousand from Mahomes um, to Tannehill lets you get uh, Tyreek or Kelsey yep. uh, in there much easier, and. You don't need, you know, Mahomes can still outscore Tannehill, you know, just by a little bit. And Tannehill is a better play based on what he allows you to do with the rest of your lineup. Yeah, I think that's a really good call. Yeah, and you got to hope when they get to the two-yard line, he does the little run play option. Instead of handing it off to Derrick Henry, he just takes it himself, which he, he does. He has two, two rushing touchdowns already this year, which you wouldn't expect on a team with uh, with Derrick Henry. But you're right, he does get the rushing stats a little bit in there. Uh, with the Rams stack, if you're going Stafford, he's 7,100. Do you just automatically click Clipper Cup? Do you consider Robert Woods uh, for $2,000 less? Yeah, um, me personally – well, you definitely consider Woods, but if if I'm playing a Ram stack, it's probably to roster Cooper Cup. Like I'm, I'm yep. gonna I'm gonna play it in the hopes that he's the highest scoring receiver on the slate. Um, but I think you can pair him with Woods. You could pair him with one of the cheaper one cheaper uh, wide receivers, maybe Van Jefferson. But I, I like. Uh, adding Higby in there. Um, we'll get to tight end in a little bit, but I don't think, you know, H Higby's not going to be as popular as some of the guys above him or at least one of the guys below him. Um, and again, if you're playing this Ram stack, you know, you're looking for four touchdowns uh, from Stafford. They're not all going to go to cup. Um, so yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would roster cup, but I would add 
another Rams pass catcher in there. Um, for okay. smaller single entry tournaments, you can even add three pass catchers to some of these stacks to Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay and the Rams specifically, um, especially if one of them is cheap. So an interesting way we talked about uh, playing Tannehill to if you don't play Derrick Henry. An interesting one that uh, the stack that I saw if you don't play Henry is to go with with Rodgers and Devontae Adams. They're really expensive. Rodgers 7500, but Adams is 8900. So you probably that's not going to be a Derrick Henry lineup unless you like go superstars and scrubs. But it's a weird way to get some really good players and, and not play Henry. Uh, Rodgers has multiple touchdowns in five straight games, only over 300 yards once. Like you kind of. Wait, and only over two passing touchdowns. Once you're kind of waiting for that big blow up Aaron Rodgers game here at some point. Um, we haven't seen it yet, but you got to figure at some point it's going to be coming. Devontae Adams, we talked about earlier. Um, the Washington defense is, is rough right now. They've allowed four touchdowns three times, and then that, last week they allowed 400 yards, 397 to Patrick Mahomes. Like they have really, really leaked in the past game. Uh, we talked about Devontae with five targets last week, but they only threw the ball 21 times. Like that's a it was a huge game script issue. They just didn't throw a lot. I mean, that's still was that 20. 2%, 23% of the path of the target. So not like he was disappeared. It's just Green Bay didn't throw the ball very much. They didn't need to. Um, the question, I guess, is, you know, can can Washington score enough? Uh, but you know, that's you know, coming back to really make this a shootout. Um, how do you feel about Rodgers and Devontae this week in a way to, like, if you're going to not play Henry, this is a way to get, get expensive and, and maybe probably not very highly owned either. Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't thinking about it, but – it's one of the reasons why I like doing this podcast. <laughs> we give each other some some new ideas for and sure. stuff that that we might not have been on. Um, so Rogers is for sure, for sure, going to be the least popular of all those quarterbacks above him, all the quarterbacks below him. Yeah. Like he's going to be two percent owned, maybe um, in a lot of tournaments. Um, so yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense, and also. You can run him back, even though Washington hasn't been great. You can run it back with Ricky Seals Jones, who yep. you know we spoke about last week. We'll we'll get to in a little bit. He didn't. He he was a, he was a, he's a chalk monster last week. We talked about everybody's going to have him, and he he went out there and scored a nice uh, long touchdown. Every once in a while, that chalk plays out a little bit. Yeah, and you know it's not you know Ricky Seals Jones. He disappointed us a lot uh, in in <laughs> yeah. last season, especially, and maybe the year before, in in spots where. Everyone thought he was a good play, but he actually seems to be a good play now just because uh, he's I think he was out there for over 90 percent of the snaps again. They just don't have a lot of guys for Heineke to throw the ball to and they're going to have to be passing in the spot. So I do like that because you're right. We haven't seen Rodgers go off for, you know, his big game, four or five touchdowns. And, and you know, those are coming. Um, you could even throw in a guy you know, like Lazard or like Cobb, I guess in there. I, I, I don't necessarily love that, but I like the, I like the skinny stack of Rogers, Devante uh, and Seals Jones. Yeah. I really like that one. As, as I, as I looked at the slate more and more and I saw that, you know, Lamar's right underneath him, Matthew Stafford's right underneath him. And then Mahomes and Kyler above him. I just think everybody's going to scroll by Rogers this week. And I just, I love the matchup against Washington um, you know, if you really wanted to kind of punt tight end, you could go with him with Robert Tunyon at 7,500, who is not, or 3,500, who has not been good, but, you know, can catch a touchdown pass or two. So I think you can, I think you play Tunyon if you wanted to go with a, a Green Bay stack too. Um, what about some cheaper, like sneaky stacks? I, I, yeah. We talked, we talked a lot about quarterbacks over 7,000 for Tannehill. Um, there's some quarterbacks that are cheaper this week. Are there any that you are looking to, uh, to kind of stacking it different? I was, there's a couple down here I like, but uh, I'm going to have you go first. Yes. Um, there's one game that I, I like most. So first I'll say I, I've heard 
I've heard from a few different um, places around the industry. A, a lot of different people are on uh, this Eagles Raiders game um, because uh, basically, basically it's a pace up spot um, for both teams. The Eagles play fast and the Raiders have really switched it up now that Gruden's gone. Um, they ran a lot more play action and I guess, Carr mentioned something about, you know, they've been preaching up tempo to him uh, since since Gruden left. So I, I think that'll be, you know, a spot where some people go. That's not the stack I'm going to talk about. I, I think that's okay. Um, for a sneaky stack, I like this Atlanta-Miami game. Um, both quarterbacks are cheap. Ryan 5,700, Tua 5,500. I thought Tua looked good last week, even though they lost to the Jaguars. Uh, it's it's such an upgrade, at least from a fantasy perspective, um, from Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Um, I really think I really like what I've seen from Waddle. He's getting a ton of targets, uh, really talented, still affordable, and Gasicki as well. Um, again, super talented, ton of targets, and also because it's going to be, it's not going to be popular. Like Gesicki specifically, um, again, we'll probably, we'll touch on tight end a little bit later, but um, I know people really like Dallas Goddard this week now that uh, Ertz isn't there yeah. and Gesicki's the same price. So that's a spot where maybe um, I'll be on the less popular Gesicki over a popular Goddard. And then, Getting to the Atlanta side, Calvin Ridley looks like one of the better plays on the slate. Um, we've never seen him price this low, 6,600. Yep. He's a guy that was approaching 8K last year. I think he started the season at 7,900. Um, and then another guy that people just aren't going to play, uh, Kyle Pitts, just because of where he is. Uh, the same price as Mike Andrew, Mark Andrews. Um, also, people will just go up to Kelsey if they if they get that high. Yeah. Um, so I think there's just a lot of ways you can go. And I didn't even mention, um, the Atlanta running backs, I guess. I, okay. So I prefer, I prefer the Miami side of that stack, but I think they're, they're basically equal. Um, but if, if, for instance, if I play Tua, Waddle and Gasicki, uh, you can run that back with Mike Davis. I mean, I'll even mention Cordero Patterson. I know it's, you know, yeah. sort of a joke to some people, but I mean, they're just using this guy a ton in every way. He has big touchdown upside, big receiving upside. He's got a he's got a big salary increase now, up to sixty three hundred. So it's probably still not a spot where I'm necessarily going to go. But I think in in large field tournaments, uh, it makes sense. Um, I just think you can stack that game a lot of ways, and because uh, everyone's so cheap in that game, it, it lets you uh, fill your lineup with a lot of the best plays in other positions. Um, what about you? Do you have a, a sneaky stack that you're that you're considering? Uh, I do, and one of them was that is that game actually. I actually like the other side of it a little bit more than you do. I like I like Matt Ryan and, and Calvin Ridley. I think that they're about even, but you look at Matt Ryan, like I hate to do it, and he always lets us down. But 280 plus yards in three of the last four games. He has uh, 10 touchdowns the last four weeks. They've thrown 40 plus passes in three of the last four games. Like they I think they've realized that Mike Davis is just a guy and they're more dynamic when Patterson's in and, you know, Davis will get his touches. He does, but you know, with Patterson in there, they can throw, they can run, they can do stuff. And it's, I think that they, they like that mix and it helps Ryan when you get a running back in there, they can, what he had nine targets last week. He had a touchdown down the sideline. Like it was just looked good. Um, they were, they were on by last week, but the week before 
um, when they were in, uh, in, in London. But uh, Miami's 31st in the, in the NFL in passing points allowed to quarterback so far. Xavier Howard and Byron Jones is key. Like, they both might be out. They're two really good cornerbacks. Um, you know, that's, that's one of those, like, check it. They're both questionable. Like, if they both don't play – that moves Ryan up even a little bit higher for me. And I think that the, the Tua factor is important because I think that it makes Miami a little more dynamic. They can score some more points. And if you're going to play a running back receiver stack, you want that other side to do well because you want your guy to go back out there and throw the ball again. Yeah. Uh, great point about Miami's cornerbacks. Both, both their top two cornerbacks banged yeah. up. I mean, if they're out, yeah, they're just not going to be able to stop Atlanta. Totally agree. My uh, my other one, and I think it's you know kind of going back to last week with Joe Burrow, is that I don't think anybody's going to play Joe Burrow this week. I think that we we got those top guys, and you go down, people are going to play. You're going to get try and get to Tannehill for a piece of that game. You're going to get some Matt Ryan. You're going to get some Tua, like you mentioned. Burrow's 6,200, um, multiple passing touchdowns in all six games. I think the reason people will stay away is they're playing Baltimore, and Baltimore really played Justin Herbert well last week. They they blitzed him. He struggled with the blitz. Joe Burrow plays well against the blitz. His stats have been good against the blitz so far this year. Um, Baltimore has given up some big plays. When you do blitz, you you know you do give some give up some big plays. I think since he might have to throw the ball a lot in the second half, I think the Baltimore is probably going to open up uh, you know with, with a lot of points in the first half. And you have just a nice target to pair him with. J- Jamar Chase is 6,200, and Jamar Chase is freaking awesome. Like I think the all the stuff we talked about dropping the ball is, is long gone. Only six targets last week, but he turns out into four for 97. He should have had a long touchdown, a play that hurt me because I had that sack last week. Burrow kind of underthrew him. He had a slope, and he still caught it, but it should have been like a 70-yard touchdown instead of a – I think it was a 51-yard catch. Um, but Baltimore, like I said, giving it, give it, they, they played well against Tyreek uh, when they played him. He only had three for 14. They kind of played that that zone against uh, Tyreek. But I just think that uh, if, if Burrow can kind of read that blitz, escape it from him, I think the, 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 the shot for the chance for a big couple of big shot plays is there with, uh, with Jamar Chase. Yeah. Um, so initially, I really, initially, I really liked that game, um, but I, I was surprised to see the forty-six and a half point total. Um, yeah. And then I, I, I looked at it a little more, and these are two of the slower teams, uh, the slower offenses in the league. Um, so it kind of took me off the stack a little bit. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But, but, like everything you said, like it was going to be one of my favorite stacks. And then just, just that little thing takes me off it. I I don't want, you know, I don't want to get, have too much tunnel vision because the game can still shoot out if it starts a certain way. Like if, if, if Cincinnati take a lead and I agree with you, there's just, there's great plays there's great individual plays on each side of this game. And if we get the right script, it can absolutely go off. Um, you mentioned chase T Higgins is, uh, cheap. Um, he's at, he's actually seen the biggest target share of the three receivers when all three are healthy. So I don't mind going there. And then, um, on the Ravens side, um, you know, everybody knows about Marquise and, and Mark Andrews, but I think you can go to Rashad Bateman, um, first round, first round draft pick. He only played, I think, 22 snaps last week, but he saw six targets. You know, the snap count doesn't matter if if when the guy's in the game, he's getting the ball. And for 3,400, I think it makes sense a lot. Um, I think, though, if if it's a game that I might just um, have a skinny stack uh, because it just, you know, if it plays slower, it might be hard to shoot out. But I think, yeah, a QB receiver and then a receiver the other way makes a lot of sense. Uh, and you're right. I don't think people will necessarily be on this game either. 
Yeah, I had, uh, had two receivers in the 3,000 that kind of like this week, and Bateman was one of them just because, you know, the, a, a talented offense and and six targets last week. And, and that was, like, his first, like, ma- really, like, a, a heavy action, obviously, this year because he'd been injured. Um, I like to see the fact that he had six targets early. But um, one more quarterback I want to ask you about. But first, uh, a note from our sponsors at Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on each game. Sign up today and get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you claim that subscription. First, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Then deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a $100 deposit bonus up to $100. And then play in your first paid contest. And all that, you'll receive a free six-month RotoWire subscription. So, Ryan, the last guy I want to ask you about real quick before we get to some running backs and receivers. Uh, we haven't even really mentioned him except for, you know, mentioning who was the most expensive quarterback. But uh, Kyler Murray is playing in a game where he's a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, you know, obviously our concern is they hand the ball off for the last 30 minutes of this game. Um, will they use him up? Kyler's interesting right now. He has seven rush yards total the last two weeks. He's not been running the ball. I don't know if it's that he, he had a little bit of a, a, an upper arm issue. You couldn't tell if it was a – I think it was a bicep or a shoulder. But – he hasn't topped 40 yard rushing yards yet in the season either. Like he's not been running wild. He's been picking his spots, um, you know, getting there when he needs to, but not really running wild. 270 or fewer yards throwing the last three weeks. This has been a little bit of a down uh, period for Murray. They've been winning, so he's kind of been hidden in the fact that they're six and zero, playing really well as a team, playing good defense. Um, he's the most expensive quarterback. Are you going to Murray at all? Because I don't think I am with everything I just said. Yeah, with everything you just said, I'm not either. Um, for, for the most expensive QB on the slate, you know, we want more than mid twenties fantasy points. Um, now of course he can do that, but yeah, the fact that he hasn't been running the ball is concerning. I mean, you want that when you're going to pay 8,500 and then as far as, uh, like slowing the game down, I think out of the Cardinals, Rams and Bucks, the Cardinals are the most likely team to slow it down late. They like to get James Conner involved then. They like to chase Edmonds too. Um, they've closed out a lot of games running the ball. <clears throat> um, that being said, you can still make a case for Kyler. Um, usually, usually, I don't like, or at least I haven't been stacking Kyler this year because it's tough to know who to pair him with because yeah, uh, like out of the expensive receivers, DeAndre Hopkins always has the lowest target share out of all those guys. Um, this week though, and I, I got to bring up a little revenge game narrative, you know, going against uh, his old team, the Texans. I do think that adds a few targets to Hopkins. And I do think Murray makes a point to get Hopkins the ball and especially to get him at least a touchdown. Um, so I think there's plenty of scenarios where Hopkins goes for over 102 touchdowns. Um, so I think you can uh, play Murray, but I might just play him with Hopkins and m- maybe run it back with Cooks, maybe not. Um, but yeah, if I'm, you know, if I'm just making one lineup, I'm not, I'm not going to play Murray this week. Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, he's Kyler Murray. He can go off at any point, but I think everything that's kind of laid out plus the game script, I just, I find it really hard to click his name instead of Mahomes in the same, in the same price tag. Yep. Um, so let's jump into some of those mid range running backs. We mentioned Darrell Henderson earlier is kind of the one we thought would be the most, um, the most rostered by, uh, by DFS players. Um, 
there are a lot of guys in this range. So I'm going to list them out, list out ones that I think are playable and then kind of see where you fall in them. Um, Joe Mixon, 6,500. Leonard Fournette, 6,400. Leonard Fournette is five plus targets each of the last three. It's crazy how involved he is right now. You mentioned Cordell Patterson, 6,300. Chuba Hubbard is 61. DeAndre Swift, you mentioned, you know, getting a lot of targets in the second half is 6,000. Darrell Williams is 5,800. Damian Harris, 5,700. And James Conner, 56. Like this is a massive range of guys who are either good or in good game scripts or like are usable because of injuries. What the heck are you doing with this range? Because I, I have trouble kind of parsing through here and figuring out which of the guys I want to play because they're all, I can make a case for all of them. And I kind of make a case against all of them because they, you know, that's why they're priced here. But we've got Derrick Henry up top. We have Aaron Jones. And then there's this range. Uh, what are you going to do with this glut of running backs? Yeah, it's real. It's really tough. You're right. Um, probably, so it probably determines who does well too, because a couple of these guys are going to go off and people are going to have them. I mean, picking from this range, I think is probably the key to this week. Yeah, I agree. So I'll start from a cash game perspective. Yeah, I think besides Henderson, um, I've heard a few different people that I, I really respect their uh, their thoughts about NFL cash games that have that are all over Leonard Fournette again. Um, He's, you know, we, nobody wanted to roster Fournette when he's even, you know, in the mid 5k range, but if he's going to continue to see this much work, he, he looks like a great play. I mean, the matchup is amazing and he's been catching a lot of passes too. So I think you can go to Fournette in cash Um, like other cash options. Chubba Hubbard and Swift, I think, are both in play. Um, I like Chubba Hubbard this week. Um, I forget. I, I I didn't check if it's changed at all, but he had a rushing yard prop of somewhere in the high 70s. And that's pretty good when you consider that, you know, he catches passes too. And I really like this matchup. Um, the Giants are probably the most banged up team in football. Um, real quickly, I another, you know, going back to last week about that Rams-Giants game that I faded, and it was just such a mistake. Um, I don't know what you'd call this, but the health disparity in that game was the biggest in the league. I forget, there, there's a stat about it. The Rams were the healthiest team in the league. The Giants were the least healthy team in the league. And that was basically everywhere, you know, and they, they didn't get healthy in one week. So I right. think, um, yeah, I really like Chubba Hubbard. And then I like Daryl Williams too. Just, you know, that game has such a big total. He has so much touchdown equity, uh, running the ball 21 times last week is encouraging and he, yeah. he catches passes, passes too. Um, so I think like for cash, I've got Henderson in there. Um, Fournette's an option, Chubba Hubbard's an option, Darrell Williams is an option, I guess Swift. Those are like who I'm deciding between in cash, but I think I'm going to play three of these guys in cash. Uh, one, one in the flex spot, they're all good plays, uh, like you said. But does, uh, does your thoughts on who you like change in a, in a tournament? Like, what are you doing? How, how would you do that differently? I mean, obviously, a, a cash game, you want some safety, you want some floor. Um, do you have do you have different guys in this range you target in a tournament, or is it still kind of the same, the same options? Uh, yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um, every, every once in a while, I have one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the first thing that comes to mind is that running backs don't necessarily like you don't necessarily have to pair them with anyone. They don't have to be involved in stacks. Like so, yeah. a lot of times I'll just use um, 
the running backs that I play in cash, like the most in tournaments too, you know, because I like those running backs the most. Yeah, I do um, too. So that's like where I'd lean, um, just using the guys that I play in cash because I like them the most, but, um, and yeah. it, you, you look at, you look at Chuba Hubbard, you mentioned him and you mentioned the giants. You look at what the giants have done against running backs the last three weeks. Uh, Kamara had 26 for 120. Uh, Zeke had 21 for 110 and scored twice, uh, one receiving, one rushing. And then Darrell Henderson last week, 21 for 78, not the best yards per carry, but also scored twice. He had a touchdown rushing and receiving. That's a that's a lot of running back production the last three weeks. And, you know, Chuba had 94% of the running back touches last week. They're clearly – they're not using him like McCaffrey in terms of, like, out of the backfield, but using McCaffrey in terms of, like, just he just he's just the guy like they don't really they don't really trade off running backs they don't uh, they don't really split he's a guy out there 94 percent of the time um you know you wish maybe a, a little more uh McCaffrey like in the in the past game he only had three targets last week uh, but the Giants are allowing 4.7 yards per carry 6.3 uh, fantasy points per game to running backs it feels like Chuba should be really solid I don't know if there's a huge upside there if he's not gonna catch the ball a lot but 6100 is really cheap it's uh it's kind of tough for me to get away from there my the DeAndre Swift thing's interesting he's 6,000 47% of his points so far this year have come in the fourth quarter. He has 19 fourth quarter catches, which leads the entire NFL. Um, it's just hard. Like, it's it's scary to rely on that. Like, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. They're down. And all of a sudden, like last week, he didn't. He was doing nothing. And all of a sudden, he scored in the fourth quarter, kind of just a, a cheap touchdown and had a, had a bunch of catches. And you're like, oh, you got there. But, like, it's scary to have to rely on the fact that you have to hope the game should work exactly right. And, you know, turnovers happen, stuff happens. They're going to get – they're probably going to get blown up by the Rams. But, like – you don't want them to get blown out too far either where they're just like, well, that's not risky Andre Swift here. Like you want it to be in that happy zone where maybe they're down 17 to 24 or something like that where they use them a lot. But I know it's scary to rely on a guy who you're like, you have to wait for the fourth quarter to get some stats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You said it perfect. And it's scary to rely on a running back that needs a lot of targets to get there. Yeah. Um, however, Swift always gets them at least. He does. This he does. Yeah. Um, so you know, if I'm, I mentioned, you know, being on a Ram stack and liking Chuba Hubbard. And if I'm going to stack the Rams, I would probably switch Hubbard to Swift uh, for, for the same price. Yeah, it, makes sense. It, it just, it makes sense. Now you don't have to do it though. Obviously, like you, uh, it's a trap that I get myself into sometimes about needing to, to run games back, like we mentioned, but yeah, I do like it just because Swift is such a good play. And if he gets in the end zone, he's like, he's almost for sure to have a good game because he's going to be catching passes. Um, it just makes sense. Like you said, you want that game to stay close. Um, other than that, though, if I'm in the same salary range as the guys in my cash lineup, I'll just use, or I'll just use those running backs in tournaments too. But for tournaments, what I, what I probably will do is either pay up for a different running back, maybe Aaron Jones, or pay down for um, some of these. There's a couple tournament options down here that that we can get into. So if you if you pay down, um, you know I see Damian Harris at 5700. He is 18 for 101 last week in a touchdown against Dallas, a good defense. Now they're playing the Jets. Should be a good game script. You think that uh, New England's going to be up? They're going to want to run the ball. They're a team that will be willing to run the ball in the second half if they have a lead. And James Conner, we talked about uh, Kyler and this like this huge uh, this huge uh, spread. Um, he had 18 carries in week four, 16 carries last week. They are using him a lot. It's not um, especially impressive. It's not especially efficient, but he scores touchdowns. Um, he had 71 yards last week, which is the highest all year. Um, he obviously needs to score for it to work. I do get that. But like, do you go at 5,600? 
do you consider Connor in a game where maybe they just hand the ball off to him the whole second half and maybe they don't need Chase Edmonds as much in this kind of uh, this kind of game? Yeah, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense, but it scares the hell out of me though because I just there's so many ways he goes sideways. Yeah, it scares the hell out of me too. It's probably not something I'm gonna do. Like you know, everything you said, you know, it, it gives it gives Connor you know a good chance to get you know, 15 fantasy points. I don't know. But does he ever go off in this spot? I don't know. Maybe he does. Yeah. You know, he'd have to, he'd have to score. He probably, it's probably a scenario where he scores three times. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, so yeah, it's possible. I don't see myself doing it. Uh, I get it. Um, the guy I'm looking at down here is, it's tough to recommend him if based on his game log, but I'm kind of on Miles Sanders this week. Um, that will be that will not be popular. Okay. Well, he's 5100, you know, oh. he started the season in the 6Ks. Not that that really matters, but what I like uh, what I like is his cheap price, but I like that that game is going that game should be fast. Um and I was surprised I I don't have the his exact usage in front of me, but I was surprised uh the I think it was a month, no, a Thursday night game the last time the Eagles played. Yep. Um, Sanders just seemed like he was in there every play. I was expecting Gainwell. Um, I played the showdown. I was expecting Gainwell to get a few, a few more looks, a few more snaps, but it was all Sanders. Um, and, you know, if he gets in the end zone, he doesn't need to do much more for, for 5,100. Um, and the fact that that game's supposed to be one of the most up-tempo games on the slate, I, I'm going to like the running back that's that catches passes that's that's 5,100. So, and, yeah, and he's, not... the key point of Sanders is like, he's dynamic. Like he doesn't need – if he could hit a big play anytime. You're right, though. He had 43 offensive snaps, and Kenneth Gainwell had 12 in that in that Thursday night game against Tampa. So maybe a little bit of a shift. Uh, maybe, you know, he, only had, he hasn't had more than 15 carries, and that was week one, but – um, they had some, they had a weird stretch in the middle there where he wasn't being used at all. He was playing a lot, but wasn't touching the ball. Um, that's intriguing at 5,100. I, I hadn't really thought about that too much. I kind of just scroll by the Philly, the Philly running backs, but 5,100 for a guy who is dynamic was drafted early for a reason in, in fantasy leagues. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's a really interesting one in a game. Like you said, to be, be high paced. I think, I think that, uh, I think you're going to get a, get a low roster ship on that too. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's kind of weird for me too. It's the first time I've really considered Sanders this yeah. this season, so it's it's not comfortable. Um, but you know, he's he's the same price as someone who will be at least somewhat popular, uh, Mike Davis. I guess I guess we can mention. Um, I, I really I'd, not, I'd play Sanders before I played Mike Davis. That's for sure. Yeah, me too. My, I, you know. Mike Davis is one of those guys that projects well, you know, people tout him as, you know, a potential cash play most weeks and he's just not a guy that I go to. Um, just the upside doesn't seem there and not, yeah. they have a lot I of weapons now. I, I, I prefer Sanders uh, for, for tournaments, especially in that price range. I, I do too. I, I like that play. I think that's one that uh, I hadn't thought a lot about and it makes uh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's get to receivers real quick before we get out of here. But first to know from our sponsors at Yahoo DFS, the new NFL season is underway and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There'll be a, a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark free to celebrate the beginning of the football season. Yahoo daily fantasy football becoming shark free. Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to obtain t- a free $10 in contest entry credit. 
Users can take advantage of the free $10 contest entry credit offered to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS con- football contest that's now live. The $1 million contest features a $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and entry into the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on, daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get all started. So in terms of mid-level, mid, kind of mid-range drive receivers, we actually have, have hit on some of my favorites already. Um, I really like Calvin Ridley this week at 6,600. You can play him you know, with Ryan or without Ryan. We talked about Antonio Brown earlier. He's 6,300. Uh, Marquise Brown, we talked about earlier. We talked about Lamar's 5,800. You talked about Waddle, so that you kind of took all the ones I want to talk about uh, out of the mix, which is good. We're talking about stacks. We're talking about ways to play this. I want to ask you about a guy that uh, in a game you mentioned already in, in Philly and uh, Vegas as a pace-up game. Uh, Henry Ruggs is 5,500. He's very much a, a boomer bust guy. Like he, You're like, oh, he's throwing deep. There's Ruggs. I feel like they should run the deep pass to Henry Ruggs like once a quarter or once a half. It just seems like it's there. Carr has a nice kind of high arcing ball that Ruggs can run under. Um, he has 50 plus yards and five of six. So he's been a little more consistent, I think, than we, than we think. But it's always that it's always that bomb that he hits. But he has uh, he only has seven targets the last couple of weeks. The Eagles have been pretty good against big plays. Uh, do you entertain some Henry Ruggs this week at 5,500? Hmm. I like Henry Ruggs normally. I like him as a player. <laughs> I, 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 I like his upside. Um, like you said, the, the low targets are not encouraging. Yeah, but, the last couple of weeks um, kind of worried me a little bit. Yeah. Um, now, it doesn't take much for Ruggs. He can yeah. catch, you know, four balls for two long touchdowns. We've seen him do it before. Um, and, yeah, I, I like the way that that offense is trending without Gruden. I think they had run something crazy, like only 12 play-action plays all season before um, last week, or and and they and they ran a bunch than, okay. than last week. They, the, the offense has changed uh, since Gruden left. It seems like they're going to let uh, Carr throw a little bit more, um, or at least um, – yeah, uh, take some more chances. Um, so I do like rugs. Um, probably not as a one-off though. Like uh, he makes sense in stacks, I think. If you're in that same range and Sterling Shepard plays, 14 targets last week, 10 catches, 76 yards. It's clear that when Sterling Shepard plays, Daniel Jones uh, just stares him down, tries to get him the ball. Uh, Kadarius Tony went out a little bit early last week on the first drive. He had three catches that went out. It was it was kind of a bummer. He's not going to play this week. Um, if you want some floor, fifty six hundred is not super cheap, but Sterling Shepard feels like a pretty good, pretty darn good floor play. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it looks like Kadarius Tony is going to be out too. Yeah. I think Shepard. Shepard is perfectly fine cash play. Yeah, he seems just really safe. He's going to get tons of targets. Now, I'd, I'd have a little pause for concern if both Galladay and Slayton are active. Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't go there then. But again, it's not that big of a deal. Um, it, it, it should be safe for cash games. But for tournaments, I'm avoiding that game for tournaments except for um, Chubba Hubbard. And yeah. maybe, maybe I could be talked into DJ Moore, but pr- probably not. It's just like, you know, low total and not very appealing for tournaments. Yeah, I always love DJ Moore, but yeah, kind of hard to get there in this game. He's 7,100. I think he's one of those guys that's uh, over 7,000 that will not be very popular this week. So maybe, you know, in a tournament, uh, I think that may work. Obviously, he's he's really good. They like to ta- they, they target him a lot. But 
um, you know, tough to get there with the guys around him. Is there anybody else in the receivers in the like the four thousand, five thousands that we haven't mentioned that you like? I have a couple guys in the three thousands I want to hit on real quick. Is there anybody like four thousand ish that you find yourself really gravitating towards this week at receiver? Um, because I I kind of I kind of struck out in this range this week. Yeah, it doesn't look great. So maybe I'll let. I'm not going to bring up Robbie Anderson, uh, or at least I'm not <laughs> oh going to talk about. It. But you know, 11 targets in two out of the last three weeks. I don't know. Is is he any good at at football? I, I don't know. I um, mean, we we talked about him last week at 4800. If you if you had told me that he get 11 more targets, I would have like been all over that. I think he dropped like four of them, and it was just it was a weird. He scored in like the last couple of minutes to like make it not as awful, but. Three three of eleven on eleven targets is hard to do in the NFL. So it's very hard to do. Like I, I can't even believe looking at that at that at his game log. Like eleven targets and a touchdown ends with ten fantasy points. I mean that I don't know if something like that has ever happened. Um, yeah, I don't mind T. Higgins. I mentioned him in the when we were talking about the Baltimore Cincinnati game. It's just it's a it's a good good price. Um, so if you're going to play the Tampa Bay stack, I think Mooney's okay. And more so because Tampa Bay is just incredible against the run and yeah. very bad against the pass. So I think... Um, you think that Matt Nagy sees that and gives up on the run and will actually let Justin Fields open up and throw the ball? Because I just don't... I, I would love that. I would love that setup if it were like a normal coach and... Even we saw it with the with the Rams the the first week when they played like it's just like we're just gonna we're not we know we can't run the ball we're just gonna go ahead and throw the ball all game because it's the way to beat them but I just don't trust Matt Nagy I mean, they they don't run that offense like to to Justin Fields' strength at all it's kind of frustrating to watch yeah I I, I don't trust Nagy either um, you just feel like maybe if they're down twenty he literally he has yeah. no choice um, yeah. but- I, I like I like Mooney as a player too I think he caught a touchdown <laughs> last week I, I do like Mooney as a as a guy that in this range that can hit big plays if they let Justin Fields throw the ball I think the, he's the guy that's going to catch the deep balls too yeah I I agree I like like Mooney too and Fields seems to be Fields favorite guy um yeah I mentioned uh Amon Ross St. Brown seven targets eight targets eight targets um yeah. I know like they've mostly been for short yardage but if he finds the end zone at, at 4,100, looks really good. Uh, it, that should be a great game script for, for him to see a bunch more targets. And, you know, after sort of busting last week when he was semi-popular, it's one of those situations where people don't like to go back to him. So I don't mind him in Ram stacks. Again, my favorite guy in this range is, you know, the guy we talked about last week as our favorite guy in this range, and it's Hardman. Uh, it's just, it's such a good spot for KC in Tennessee. We've talked about it and there's injuries to Tyreek and Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey, Kelsey, I think suffered three different injuries last week that kept him on the sidelines for yep. at least a few plays. Um, and, and he Hardman, still, he still, had, he still had 99 yards and scored, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and Hartman's just still a good a good price. I was expecting to see him jump up a few hundred dollars, but he's still the same as last week. And even if he only sees, you know, five or six targets again, there's a lot of touch on upside with these KC guys. So Hardman is my favorite in that range. Um, You mentioned some three K guys. I'm interested to hear who you're looking at. 
Yeah, I mean, Rashad Bateman was the first one. You mentioned him at 3,406 targets last week. The other one is, uh, you know, it's a bit of like a, you're punting, you're trying to get uh, tricky down here. Uh, but in a game where a team is a 17-and-a-half-point underdog, they're going to have to throw the ball the entire second half. Um, you mentioned Brandon Cooks earlier, but the guy that jumped out to me at 3,200 actually is Nico Collins in Houston. He played 43 snaps last week. Uh, his his first game, he had been injured. He had been out. This is a guy that they were really excited about in the preseason. People were drafting him in fantasy leagues. Then he got hurt, uh, but he's four for 44, but had six targets last week, played 43 snaps. I think in a game where they are literally going to have to drop back the entire second half, I really like Collins to get uh, enough targets that he makes 3,200 uh, that work, work uh, you know, and you can see uh, if he scores a touchdown or hits a big play, like it really works really well. But I think he's enough targets in here that he doesn't have to do very much. I think he pays off uh, this week, and I don't think many people are going to be on him. No, that's a really interesting call, but I like it. It's one of those guys where, yeah, that in the second half and especially the fourth quarter, these guys get a lot of stats when yeah. you know, Arizona, Arizona will be up a lot. You know, they don't necessarily care too much about shutting, yeah. shutting the, the Texans down anymore. That that's when you want to yeah, throw, you want to throw, you want to throw 10 yards slants to Nico Collins, the fourth quarter. That's fine with everybody involved. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you're right for 3,200. If he gets in the end zone. Yeah. I think, you know, that's a good call. Um, and he, he makes sense. Like too, if, if you want to, do a small Arizona stack, even without an Arizona stack. But um, yeah, I like that. I like uh, I like guys that uh, we got some talent that like are that are showing some target. They're risky. It's thirty two hundred. Don't get me wrong. He could he could totally zone. He can totally zero out. But I like guys like that show a little bit of targets right before they hit it big. So it's a. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's a. It's a tournament play. It's a shot. It's a. It's a little bit of a dart. But I think it's. A, I think it's a. A well thought out dart that I think uh, that can work and, and save you a lot of money and get you some other guys in your lineup too. Uh, yeah. I uh, real quick on tight ends, we've gone a little bit long here, but uh, we mentioned a lot of tight ends. We mentioned Kelsey seven. What is he seventy six? Is he? I think he's seventy six hundred. Uh, Darren Waller sixty seven hundred has not been doing a lot since week one, but you know finally getting down in price a little bit. Uh, where are you at tight end this week? You mentioned Mike Gesicki at 4,700. You mentioned Ricky Seals-Jones at 3,700. Um, where You mentioned Kyle Fitch at 5,902 with same price as Andrews. Um, where do you think you're kind of uh, gravitating towards this week at tight end? Um, yeah, tight end is tough. We have a lot of good options this week. I think sort of more so than usual. It's not quite as clear cut. So, so last week it was Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Ricky Seals-Jones. Yeah. All of them have been priced up a little bit, um, but all three are still good plays. I do like Ricky Seals-Jones for cash um, because he just lets you do whatever you want in the rest of your lineup. Um, <clears throat> but I think you can go to some, you can make a case for all of these guys and it's going to have me um, not, I'm, I'm not going to have just one guy that I'm jamming into all my lineups. I'm going to make it more so just involve the tight end in my stack. Uh, just have it make sense with my lineup specifically. Um, yeah, I don't have like, no, nah, no. You mentioned Waller. No one, no one's going to play Waller. So I, I, I like it from, from that perspective. People will either just pay up, find the salary for Kelsey or yep. go down to Andrews Pitts or, or even farther. So it makes sense from, from that perspective. Do you have anyone that you're leaning towards? So I, I like Kasiki, who you mentioned earlier. He's 4,700 targets last four weeks are 12, six and seven and nine. Um, 
I, I prefer that some of their receivers are still out. Like if, uh, if Devontae Parker and Preston Williams play, maybe I'm a little less excited by that. The one that kind of excites me a little bit is a guy that was really good early on and then has really struggled, but kind of popped again last week, 11 targets, is TJ Hawkinson in a game where we talked about Swift coming back. We talked about Amon Ross St. Brown. I think you could play a Ram stack with Hawkinson on the way back. I think that uh, I like him. He had a lot of plays in the second half. He had 11 targets. Should be a really good game. He was 8 for 74 last week. And more than anything, like he's just really talented. Like and if you get him, he's $800 less than, than Pitts, uh, 900 less than, and than Andrews. I just think he's really good. I think that maybe Goff figured out he was good and he went back to him last week, 11 targets. I think he's priced down in a spot where I'm willing to play him at 5,100. Um, I'm going to have some TJ Hawkinson this week, uh, kind of in this like dead mid range of pricing where, uh, you know, people probably go down to Seals Jones, a little bit down to Gasicki, up to Pitts, up to Andrews, up to Kelsey. I think Hawkinson kind of fits in well there. Give me 11 targets again. I'm signing up for that for sure. Man, that's, yeah, that's a really good call. I mean, I'm disappointed that I mentioned this Ram stack a few times and running it back with Swift and and St. Brown, but you're right. Hawkinson. I, I, I think be- Hawkins I think Hawkins is my run back on that on that stack is actually where if I'm gonna do it, I think I'm gonna go Hawkins on the way back. That's a great call. Got nothing to add to that. Yeah, you, you talked me into Hawkinson. Nice. I like it. Well, I like it if it works well. Um what about uh, what about defenses? Uh, you know, we always kind of hit defense at the end, but you know, defense matters. You hit it, you hit, you hit a big play in your defense, it can make a huge difference, especially in a tournament. When you look at tournament winners, you're always like, oh, well, he hit that, you know, 17 points on his defense. Like that makes a huge difference. Um, I have a couple uh, like under 3,300 that I like this week. But uh, where do you think about defense? I know you're a you're a cheap defense guy. So where do you find yourself going this week? Yeah, well, you know, the, the cheap defenses haven't really been treating me very yeah. well. Um, at least so from a cash perspective, I'll start with the cheap defense um, and see if maybe I can pay up um, once I get the rest of my lineup in. But if I'm looking at a cheap defense, I think, yeah, there's not much. I, I would go to the Eagles because um, they have the sixth rated D-line and the Raiders have the 25th ranked offensive line. So you, get, you got a pretty decent mismatch there. Um, again, I don't love it. it, it it's, it's a cash play. Um, I'd rather pay up for the Cardinals, I think, you know. The, Car- the Cardinals feel underpriced. They're 3,100. I thought they'd be like 4,000 against Houston. Do you feel like everybody's going to take the card? It seems like, it seems like the Cardinals are like the easiest click ever. Yeah, yeah, it does. You're right. I thought they would be more expensive. People look for these matchup against the Texans, yeah. and, and rightfully so. And it's it's a home matchup against the Texans. Yes, they absolutely feel uh, they absolutely feel underpriced. And Arizona had five sacks last week. Uh, Houston's allowed multiple sacks in four straight. I can feel like a lot of people are just gonna be like, "Screw it! I'm just gonna take Arizona and click it and, and move on. Not worry about you know how highly rostered they are." The, the sneakier one I have is cheaper. Is twenty five hundred is the New York Football Giants against Carolina. Um, not necessarily that I love that I love them, but they have four sacks the last two weeks. Um, they forced four turnovers the last two weeks. But you look at you look at Carolina is really why I like the side of the game. Um, Carolina sacks allowed the last four weeks four, three, five, and three. Those are big numbers. Those are like nice floors to start with. Uh, Sam Darnold has six interceptions the last two weeks. He's like he, he early on we're like oh Sam Darnold this is not the Jets guy. He's back. Last three weeks, he has really looked. He's really looked shaky. He struggled, uh, and I like uh, I like that when I'm going quarterback. I like a guy who's a little uh, a little maybe lacking in confidence. I think he's uh, he's kind of you know to use the old Sam Darnold, maybe seeing some ghosts again. But um, I really like the Giants at 2500. I think if I'm going to get away from Arizona, if I'm going to go cheap, try to save some money, I think I jump down to 2500 with uh, with New York and kind of play it that way. 
If you want to go up a little bit, like I think New England is pretty playable at 3,400. Um, it's hard to you know spend the extra money over Arizona, but you know, they played Zach Wilson early, early this year in week two. They had four interceptions. The Jets have thrown nine picks in five games. Like it's just, you know, Belichick against rookie quarterback kind of gets old. People talk about it a lot, but uh, I think New England's pretty playable too. But I, I do like the Giants this week as one that I don't think a lot of people are going to play and saves you a bunch of cash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great points. Donald's been turning the ball over a ton. I think, yeah. I think you'll see people roster the giants in cash and it makes a lot of sense, but for, for, for tournaments as well. Um, it, it's weird that Tampa Bay is 4,000 Arizona's 3,100 though. Like I'm, I'm surprised those, those aren't a lot closer. Yeah. Like the, the price tag on Arizona just really yeah. sticks out. And you know, you mentioned that they're probably going to be popular. I, I don't think, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't defense. think I care on a defense either. I think they'll be. I think they'll be as high a popularity as we've seen on a defense all year, though. I think that just the, the price sticks out, the matchup sticks out. Their defense is good. They're six and zero. Oh, they have JJ Watt. Like it's just they have Chandler Jones. Like it just kind of works. I think that. Uh, I think it, in terms of high roster ship, we don't really see it a lot of defense, but I think that uh, Arizona is going to be about as high as we see normally. And again, I think I agree with you. I think I don't. I don't really care. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play them anyway in some spots. Yeah, and um, then yeah, me too. Uh, de- definitely uh, the. The last thing I'll say is, and you know, I never like to tell people just absolutely don't do something, but <laughs> don't pay 5K for a defense. Um, and the Rams are 5K, and yeah. I, you know that we saw that. I think the Patriots were close to 5K another week, and you know, I've heard people saying that you know, well, you should do it because you know people aren't going to do it, and you can get you know like a big differential if they end up being the highest scoring defense. It just doesn't happen that like that that often um hardly at all and it's just way too much to ever pay for a defense i mean you need a touchdown there or you need a shutout with a lot of turnovers um so yeah i just when i see those 5k defenses just don't do that basically is what i would say I would. I'd play Tampa at four thousand way before I played the Rams at five thousand. I probably won't even do that, but I would do it way before I played the Rams. And I, I mean, I think the Rams dominate this game, but five thousand, no, I ain't going there either. Yep. Anybody else? You want to talk about anything else in your mind before we uh, before we jump out of here for the week? Um. No, I don't think so. I think we covered. I think we covered it all. You too. I think that uh, we kind of hit everything that I wanted to discuss also. So uh, as always, uh, fun to join everybody on a Friday morning. Hope everybody enjoyed. Hope if you have any questions or anything, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott Jenstead. Ryan, what's your what's your Twitter? It's just your, your first and last name. Uh, right? Yeah, just at, at Ryan Belongi. I just didn't want to have to say your last name again. Yeah. I'm kidding. No, I got it. I got it. I got, I'm going to get there eventually. But uh, And your last name is B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A for people who are listening on audio and not watching the video. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We want to thank our sponsor, WinBet, for their uh, their sponsorship all season long. We greatly appreciate that. I hope everybody has a good uh, DFS Week 7. We look forward to uh, winning some money this week, hopefully. Hopefully these, uh, this discussion uh, helped you out with that. Other than that, we'll be back at you next Friday for Week 8. Take care, everybody. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks, Scott. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.